yeah, I've gone off the fire now because it's killed so much. am I going to do? 12. Hello and welcome to the <laughs> Rock Paper Shotgun Electronic Wireless Show. It is episode 62 and we are here on the 8th of November to talk about something we'll reveal shortly. Oh, is it the 8th? It's the 8th of November, yeah. Oh, I've got to pay rent today. Oh, no. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's real bad. My house is terrible. There's a hole in my roof. It's leaking. I might not pay them rent, and then maybe they'll fix the roof. Yeah, it's a classic, a classic play. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Brendan, and I am here with my co-host Alice Bale. Hello. And Matthew Castle of the video department. Hello. (laughs) Highest things in video land. Oh. Fantastic. Um, you know, making lots of videos, talking over lots of videos. We've been doing a big Let's Play of Divinity Original Sin 2 and making everyone really cross because we know nothing about Divinity Original Sin 2 <laughs> and keep killing things where everyone's like, well, that thing's really interesting in down the line, so that's that's great. So, um, yeah, we killed a cat the other day. That Wait, was bad. Listen, though, you keep saying we, but... I I well, feel like that there's three of us playing and different different members of the group are holding the controls at different times. So yeah, I know. just I just feel the driving force between a lot of the setting for for the a lot of the setting animals on fire <laughs> camp <laughs> is you. <laughs> yeah, I've gone off the fire now because it's killed so much. Like originally I thought it was quite funny, but now I'm just you know, oh the whole world's on fire again. <laughs> all the lore is burning up. All the NPCs are ash. Uh, yeah, it's kind of depressing me. <laughs> so, so people should should go back and watch that. We've done five episodes, and I think they're quite entertaining. But I would say that you would say that because you're busy sabotaging them from within. Yeah, and we didn't, we couldn't hear it for ages as well. So we were doing all the voices, and people really hated that. And I didn't really like doing it either. But now we can hear the game. And I feel terrible because the voice acting is amazing. And it just <laughs> felt like we've completely disrespected all the craft that went into it. Uh, but we're not restarting because it, I just can't face doing that <laughs> tutorial stuff again. So onwards, onwards and upwards. Hang on, just making a note of the first bleep of the podcast. What did I say? You said the S word. Oh, did I? Oh, okay. About the tutorial. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, Matthew. They ha- there's so me. much bleeping in in the let's plays. Incidentally, <laughs> you're in the you're in the nice 
the nice place now. You're not allowed oh, sorry, to say things like that. We're not in the badlands of YouTube. Where, no. we're all, where we're all effing and blinding. <laughs> I have to be kind here. Alice yeah. swears at least once a week, but... You know. <laughs> it wasn't me this time, though. The channel is quite swear-free, I will say. It's it's quite a welcoming place. Anyway, enough of this, Bance. What what are we talking about this week? I don't know. It, it will have to figure it out. Nobody knows. Nobody knows because... It's a mystery. Ooh. <laughs> mystery. We're talking about mystery. Uh, the theme is mystery. We are talking about games that either involve mysteries like crime mysteries or something for the player to figure out or maybe just games that are mysterious. In their own weird way, probably. That'll come up. <laughs> Matthew, maybe describe a game for us. Okay, I'll, I'll describe a game for you. It'll probably be pretty obvious because we sort of semi-discussed this earlier. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, any word I say gives it away instantly. Uh, like, is it Obra Dinn, Return of the Obra Dinn? Oh my. Mystery soul. Goodness. <laughs> Brandy, how did you do it? I basically have Holmes levels of deduction. Is was it? I can like... tell from his hesitation that it was set aboard a ship. <laughs> I couldn't say ship or insurance. Those are the two <laughs> things I could think of. I was like, mm, that'll give it away. Um, um, for you should describe it for people who don't know what Oberdin is, though. Yeah. So, Return of Oberdin is a an insurance claim mystery in that you work for an insurance company. A ship has turned up at a port with none of its crew missing. The 60 people who are meant to be on board, they're all gone. And you're tasked with going onto the ship and basically working out the fates of everyone on board. What happened on, on this on this trip? Um, you're aided in this by a magic pocket watch, which uh, if you find a body or the, you know the remains of someone on board, you can see their moment of death uh, in a kind of sort of frozen sort of tableau and then walk around that and with this skill and a handful of information you have in the ship's log you basically have to deduce who everyone is and what happened to them that is that is it in a nutshell um it's a game of mass deduction because i uh, the the i mean, the, the, the line that keeps coming in my head and i didn't write it which is annoying is that uh Chris Donlan of Eurogamer described it as nautical murder Sudoku, um, because you know, like you have, you have, you know, only one of these bodies can be each person, and there are certain bits of information that you know, you know, this this is a fact. I know this is concrete, and so what does it mean for the next body along? And so you begin to slot kind of faces, occupations, clothes, deaths into this sort of grid to try and make sense of it. Um, and it's absolutely brilliant. I love it. Sweet. Yeah, we... I like how you've described it without spoiling anything as well. <laughs> it's very well. You can't. It, it's it's very very hard to talk about because any information you give, it kind of it, it throws you off because then you'll go in with that fact and it'll throw off your own deduction. Because one of the most interesting things has actually been reading forums now that other people have played it and just seeing how everyone came to the conclusions they came to the same conclusions um 
but like the the level of detail and the avenues of investigation I mean, it's insane like there's some I saw this thing the other day this guy was talking about he'd basically built most of his theory on on cataloging everyone's shoes um really? and he just sort of, yeah he'd worked out like who everyone could be from their shoes um and like which is just mad to me i you know and that all hinges on finding the right scene where like shoes come into play i don't know it's is that like to do with like a workman would have a different kind of boots to a rich passenger type thing yeah there's an element of that and it gets a lot more specific than that like there's there's yeah, it's, again, can't really sort of spell it out without spoiling it, but there are certain bits where you get like a rush of information where you think, oh, if I can, you know, I've I've just realised this certain fact and now I can harness this in a really clever way. Um, if, but, oh God, it's so hard to talk about. It was a nightmare. <laughs> Reviewing it was a total nightmare. Talking about it is a total nightmare. But I, yeah, I just... Love this game. There's no game for me has ever captured the act and the art of deduction. You know, I I really felt like I worked it all out for myself, and you know, it made me feel like this mega brain. I just felt like this awesome detective. Um, it was like sixty simultaneous games of her story, and I did it all. And you just come out the end going like, "Blimey, I'm clearly smarter than I thought I was." Um. <laughs> Which most games, you know, don't really have that effect on me. I come out going, I'm old and frail and I can't keep up. Um, but this one, no. This uh, one's the stuff. We have uh, the mechanic. Um, this week was about um, an article on the site. Regular column mechanic um, was about the book in Oberdin. Um Because yeah. that's kind of your catalogue i guess of people on the ship and stuff it's like a manifest right yeah is that right yeah oh yeah, so, yeah yeah you have um, that yeah, that's that and it's how you input um your deductions as well yeah and it but the like it's just a, a very good kind of look at, at how that because that was it was added and finalized to the game quite late um, and uh, there's a really good gif in there that uh, shows a tiny detail on the book that most players won't even notice, but it's that the well, um, you know, when you open a book, the, the gap between the two facing pages that you open moves along the spine as you get closer to the end of the book. Oh. Just a tiny detail that I really liked. And there's, there's a gif in that article showing you flicking through the book really quickly and That's seeing that impressive spine along. book spine physics yeah 11 <laughs> out of 10 for realism i don't know like some of the stuff i saw in that game like in terms of some of the deaths you see i mean you just you can't really think of it of much else it's so sort of striking and mad again impossible to explain or describe but you just you you, you hop back in time and you see things and you're like Oh, what's all this? <laughs> you know, this isn't good. <laughs> um, yeah, so like a book doesn't maybe see. You know, you you don't nece- ne- you don't necessarily notice the smaller the smaller touches of brilliance because you're so busy just sort of screaming in the face of horror. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I wish it's really like sc- scary. I wish you were the star of like a BBC prime time detective show or like a. <laughs> 
a police an American police procedure, just you turning up and being like, just being like, oh, what's all this? Oh, this is a bit rub. Oh no, this is terrible, isn't it? Just standing there. And then yeah, your I... your vice is that you can't quit eating bits of whisper. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would love that. Would be a fantastic. If that would be a fantastic show. If anyone from the BBC would like to commission that, I will happily star and write as a <laughs> detective addicted to bits of whisper. Matthew also has a, a a dislike of anyone who acts smug. So I feel like there would be a, a part in it where your sidekick would be like, oh, he seemed like a nice guy. And you're like, no, he's hiding something. Oh, how do you know, Matthew? How do you know Detective Castle? He's too smug. He is too smug. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, the real, the real drama would ideally come from my sidekick being smug. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a very smug version of um, who's Morse's guy? That um, Lewis. Not Will's. Yeah, Lewis. Very smug, Lewis. That would be my. That would be hell on earth. I hate that. <laughs> then I'd murder him and have to cover it up. <laughs> that would be the end of season one. <laughs> Season well, one twist. Well, you're giving the twist away now. We can't call it Castle, though. That's already taken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bloody hell. Why don't you just call it Matthew? There's <laughs> <laughs> never a detective show based on someone's first name. <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> it's sitcoms are first names. Detective shows are surnames. Well, you could smash them together oh, yeah. and then, like, every episode ends with, like, your chief inspector or whatever being, like, Matthew and, like, putting his oh, hands on too. That's a bit too much like my mum telling me off, though. <laughs> that's what mums do. Or well, that's what Brendy does when I haven't written my Have You Plates for the site. Matthew. Matthew. Castle. <laughs> mm. Oberdin, cool. We have your review of it, so I'll link to that, and we'll also link to um, Alex's mechanic piece. It's uh, really good, that mechanic piece. It's my favourite thing on the site, I think, those columns. I've been avoiding reading that because uh, I want to play the game. Your review doesn't spoil anything either, though, so it is safe for people to check. Yeah. I think the mechanic is safe as well. It doesn't give away any yeah. solutions or anything like that. just talks okay. about the book. Cool. Um, Alice, do you have any mysterious games you want to give a shout out to, or mystery well, games? Should I describe it in terms of? Uh, okay, hang on. How? Oh God! Describe this... it. Describe it to us as if it has been murdered, and the we need to know the murder <laughs> weapon and the place it's been killed, and the circumstances of its death. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, all right. So I would say. Uh, actually, a very famous detective has been found dead, uh, and uh, the prime suspect, I guess, would be uh, his companion, who it seems like snuck up behind him almost out of nowhere, uh, and he just turned around, and there he was. Is that is this the creepy Watson from Sherlock Holmes games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which one it was that had Creepy Watson. He's in a bunch of them. He's in, like, yeah. he's in a couple. I mean, the, so the most recent of the series is um, The Devil's Daughter, which is where they sort of had a bit of a remake of, so, like, the like Holmes and Watson were, became, like, a bit, a bit, like, hipstery millennial, almost, like, had a little, like, Watson's got a little moustache and is a bit young and 
like could be like a barista in a in a Shoreditch coffee place and like they're just a bit hot. Um but uh yeah, the creepy Watson was a phenomenon in uh I th- I think at least two of the the ones before that, but I couldn't tell you which by name. Uh and uh creepy Watson was <laughs> basically it was to do with like the code. The code basically was like Watson should be near homes because you know they solve cases together but um so so it was just like watson was sort of tethered to homes um but they didn't have the bit of the code that would then show watson walking from one place to another if you weren't watching him kind of thing so if you're investigating a crime scene uh and watson is you know the other side of the room you turn Look away from Watson and look back, and he's just right behind you. <laughs> he's like one of those weeping angels in um, yeah. Doctor Who. Episode. Yeah, exactly like Basically, that. Basically, he moves. He moves when you can't see him, and only when you can't see him. Yeah, it's amazing. It's so good. There are many, many video compilations. Some of them have like kind of Jaws esque musical cues on it as well. That's so good. <laughs> And, and in a way, you know, he, Watson was the scariest thing, not the dreadful killings. And it was sort of a shame when they fixed it, really, when it wasn't in later games. <laughs> I, you know. I feel like anyone who lives with a cat probably recognises this feeling of suddenly the thing you were looking at a second ago is right next to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Um, but the devil's daughter is was kind of interesting. It was okay. It was fine. Mm. Um, but it did that thing um, that uh, Frogware says they're gonna do m- properly do, I guess, in uh, their their Cthulhu game, the the Sinking City, which is that like before the Devil's Daughter came out, they were like, yeah, you're gonna actually have to like look for stuff, but it only really happened, I think, in one mission, um, yeah. which was like they were like, you have to visit this woman's house. Uh, and you have to ask someone, and they're like, oh, she lives at number one. So you have to walk down the street and find, you know, flat one or, like, tenement one and, like, look on the, the numbers on the doors and stuff. And uh, But that was kind of the only time they did it in the game, really. Mm. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, th- I, I quite... I think those games are quite duff, but the, um, the last two, The Devil's Daughter and Crimes of Punishment... Um... They, uh, I actually really liked the, the sort of accusation system, mm. where you get all the evidence and then you basically go inside sort of Holmes's brain and you can link things up. But they, they can actually, you can link things up so you can accuse multiple people. So you can actually make a, a false accusation. But as long as it's logically sound, you can you can finish the level. You can complete the level and get the wrong person because you made the case for it. And you then have the option to actually check. You can ask the game, like, well, was I right? Or, you know, is this wrong? And there are some sort of consequences down the line. But I quite like the idea. Of, you know, I think where a lot of games sort of funnel you into, you know, the kind of ace attorney model, which is this is the outcome. Mm. Like, everyone will hit the outcome. It gave you a bit of space to kind of get it wrong and feel like you've done a bit of work. Um, mm. I, I give it... I, I think that's like it's like a halfway house between kind of linear detectives and what Obra Din's doing, um, but that was alright. I quite like that. 
Yeah, I thought I thought that was a a, a good system. That like the it's sort of like how there are a couple of cases in LA Noir where you could accuse either dude. And I ended up sort of basing it on like which person I thought was nastier and deserved to go to prison. Yeah. They were like, well, that's justice. Yeah, that guy seems all right. Uh, This other guy seems like he's he's not all right. So I'll I'll try and send him to prison, kind of thing. Um, But there were like, particularly in Devil's Daughter, there are some hilarious bits in it as well. Like you solve a crime by uh, looking at a model of like an ancient temple somewhere. And then Sherlock Holmes like imaginates his way through the temple traps, and what must have happened in the temple based on looking at like a tiny scale model of it. It's very yeah. strange. Yeah, the f- I uh, I think it was Crimes and Punishment which had the infamous smell mini game, where oh god, Holmes, I forgot about that. Yeah, Holmes would f- Holmes would find a smell, and then he- it would be like a, a like a, a weird sort of muddled three D image, and you'd have to spin it to try and like align the stink waves into a picture to work out what the smell was but they were all quite broad sort of stereotypes so like there was a bit where he like smelt like I'm I'm absolutely sure this happened I need to go back and replay it but I'm positive that this is what happened he smelt <laughs> say he goes into a train station there's a stink cloud and he manages to work out that it's the smell of like some kind of like Mexican sort of cigarillo type thing by a- arranging the stink cloud into the picture of a sombrero, um, <laughs> I just, I just like the idea of Holmes going. It stinks of sombreros in here. It must, <laughs> must have been a Mexican person, which is just sort of outrageous <laughs> um, uh, d- depiction of that process. Uh, <laughs> But every stink cloud was like more kind of racially charged than the next. <laughs> He's got a very racist nose, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> like smells of baguettes. We all know what that means. <laughs> Greg's. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. That's all I. Re- that's that's the two things I remember: Mind Palace and yeah. slightly. Slightly off-color nose game. Oh yeah, I would. They are the the. They're they're not perfect games, but they are the, they're the sort of games that I'd be like if it's you know, in a Steam sale. Have a look, you know. I bought a bundle. I actually I I own on Steam. I own all of them because I bought them as a massive bundle that was going cheap. Yeah. So right back to the, there are like some quite ropey point-and-click games that I played about 15 years ago. Case of the Silver Earring and such like. Um, It goes all the way back to that. There's like 10 of them. They've been churning them out over the years. Mm. Brendy, do you Uh, have any? I obviously really like her story, but I feel like everybody in the world likes her story. We Um, still talk about her story. Sorry, I just mean that every. I I feel like everybody already knows what the wonderful appeal of her story is, and if you don't sort it out, I I was actually a little cool on it originally. Well, still, well, the problem because the acting in it. No, no. Well, the problem I have with it is I actually I know it hasn't got like a fixed ending, but I actually I did it in five words. Um, the fifth word I typed like revealed 
basically everything that was going on. And then I was like, oh, well, that was that then. Hello, this is Brendan from the future. I'm just popping in to say that there are going to be some quite heavy her story spoilers happening right now. Matthew and Alice and I are about to talk all about it. And if you haven't played her story and you want to play it, you should go and play it now. And if you want to avoid the spoilers in the meantime, just skip ahead to about 30 minutes, 30 seconds. So 30, 30 mark, and you'll avoid all of these spoilers. Um, Thank you. Brennan from the future, out. Which I know isn't the game's fault, but it was quite an obvious word. It was like a very traditional, crimey word. Um, I was just surprised that it felt like a big loophole, like that you would ask someone this question. Like, it's a question that gets asked in a lot of interrogation scenes. Um, and yeah, the game just like gave up the goods. And I was like, oh, that can't be it. Oh, tell, it is me, it. tell me what the word is. And if it's a real big spoiler, I'll bleep it. Well, I, I, well, I typed in alibi. Oh, oh, I did that as well, but I see, I... And then I... she goes, oh yeah, we killed him, and we were like, oh, you have to kill, you have to bleep this out, I'm just saying this to you. <laughs> if you told me an alibi, he was like, well, we had to come up with an alibi, so my sister did this while I did this, and I was like, oh, alright, well, that's that then. Because I, I kind of did that as well, but then, but then I went, I found more things where it seemed like maybe that wasn't the full thing that happened that's the thing. i know it's sort of open to interpretation but I, I felt like i i felt like i had got to the kind of crux of the matter and it completely colored everything i did everything i did afterwards i was like yeah i'm just kind of ticking off this um but it's not the fault of the game i don't know i just had a bad experience with it because i thought like you i thought i solved it really quickly but then the more clips and stuff i watched i was like is is that the answer because it seems like maybe there's another one, and maybe well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I do, yeah. That's why I sort of, I do sort of preface it with with you know, it's it's not like a this is the last clip, it's finished, you know. But I I just felt like the everything then I was working towards, like I'd I'd, I'd got too far, like the piece of information it'd given to me was was too deep into their story, and it and then when they you know and I'd go back and I felt like I was just filling in the grid of videos by asking about stuff which I knew wasn't really relevant. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll ask about the guy's trousers. But, you know, <laughs> we all know we all know that you're two people. So, you know, <laughs> um, you probably bleep some of that out. <laughs> I'll probably just put a spoiler warning in at the start and tell people when to skip to. Yeah. Um, but that, like... But I, I don't know if it's a criticism, really. I've, I, 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 I can't really work out where I stand on it. <laughs> I feel like it's a fair shout because it's a game that is designed not to be a linear thing. So you could find a really lengthy explanatory video very early like that. And yeah, I could see how it would change how you approach the whole rest of the game as being, as figuring out how it happened rather than who did it. Or it's not a who done it at that point. If you find out who done it after five questions. Yeah, that was, I think, that was my problem. But then I don't know if I'm just thinking about it in terms of, like, a, a being a bit too kind of conservative and conventional in, in, like, 
what I want from a mystery. I know like it's more about the psychology of, of the person and working out their deal and you know full extent of it, but yeah. After even after finding out kind of like the details of the murder, I still had fun going through and trying to figure out who was like trying who was to on understand screen. who was on screen at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was like who 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 are we talking to here? Like that became the kind of driving mystery for me. Um and just working out that like you know, by looking at dates and referring back to old phrases and stuff like that. Mm. Mm. Um so I got I got really into the like the the super small details. Oh, and it does do that really well. I I I, I guess actually the thing that links her story in Obra Dinn is is it's like this huge exercising risk in that that you know to let someone find the solution honestly by themselves there has to be a risk that someone either won't ever find it or will find it too quickly and that's the entire excitement of the thing and for the 99% of people it does work for like the that's where the magic comes from and you couldn't do it any other way um so you know i don't really begrudge it i just i just annoying because at the time everyone was like i had my notebook and i was making all these mad notes and people showing pictures on twitter of like what their notebooks look like oh, and like red string yeah and, and mine was like nothing it was like one <laughs> word at the top and that was the word <laughs> <laughs> i was like well, that was that then i don't know <laughs> do you know what the weirdest thing in her story is you know you know that interview where she's just got a guitar? Yeah. yeah. What's going on there? You like, mean when she's singing the song? Well, she sings the whole song. But I was like, what kind of police interview is this? <laughs> like, they just, yeah. She was like, can I bring my guitar in? And they were like, yeah, sure. Yeah, what? sure, play a song for it's, us. It's, it's, well, it's the classic good cop, bad cop, incredibly accommodating cop. It's the, <laughs> the oldest one in the book. <laughs> can I bring my guitar? Can one of you babysit my kids while I'm doing this interview? Like, what? That's not. That's not admissible in court. That it's like it's classic. Actually, like every police procedural ever, they always get evidence by like, like, like I don't know. Even the the really old school like daytime ones, like diagnosis murder or like murder she wrote and stuff, where it's just an old person in the community. They get evidence by like breaking into places and stuff and like like that how how is that allowed that's not allowed there's no chain of evidence there uh <laughs> let's Sorry. stop talking about her story so i can mark it down as spoilers having ended so yeah it, it it it's one of my favorite mysteries but i also like um i like sethian which is the alien language game oh i've not i've not heard or played of that yeah me either it's a really tiny game. I think I've spoken about it on the podcast before a while ago, but it's a really kind of tiny game. You'd find it on itch.io, and it's about finding an alien computer, and you are a like an archaeologist, like a an, a, an extraterrestrial archaeologist, and you're trying to figure out what the computer means. And you have a little in-game notebook, and you just... The computer is basically a bunch of symbols, and you're just punching symbols and trying to see what comes out. And the notebook gives you a few like key um, translations, so you might know the word for 
big place or something and you'll like hit in big place and you might know what the punctuation sign for a question mark would be so you can use that so you're basically asking a, a parser like in an interactive fiction game like you're typing things into a parser but you're doing it via an alien language which makes it a bit more difficult that's really good it's, so not, it's not like a per sorry but it's so it's not like this symbol means e it's more like this symbol means big place but that could be be made up it's, of the symbols for like home and mountain or whatever like yeah exactly it's exactly like that the the, the language the guy who designed it said the language is inspired uh, a bit by chinese um yeah. but it is a matter of like making compound putting words together to make other words that mean something completely different um that's the sort of thrust of the um the new inkle game as well Yes. Um, yeah. Exactly. It's like hieroglyphics, and you can you can attribute the wrong word to a to a certain symbol, and then you can you'll end up trying to build the entire language system around this like wrong assumption you made early, but it would still kind of work. You yeah. Can, the... You can end up like changing your entire read of of what a place is for because yeah, you didn't know. The Ingle game is called um, Heaven's Vault. That's right, yeah. And uh, yeah, I played a bit of it. I'm really looking forward to it because it does a, lot, a bit of the same kind of thing. Um, Sethian is like, it's almost like a prototype of that. It was right. like, it, it's like trying to do it. It's not perfect because a lot of the time it doesn't, it doesn't go as far as her story or Oberdin. It doesn't let you come up with the solutions by yourself. A lot of the time you'll type in something and then a new entry will be made into your notebook and it'll be like in like fic- like you know kind of fancy handwriting and it'll just give you answers to what you've been looking like to like like around about things that you've been punching into this computer and you're like oh well i wish i'd figured that out by myself instead of you just handing it to me in the notebook um uh so i, I feel like they weren't the designer didn't give you as much freedom as they should have um mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's a it was a great like a great little mystery. At the very end of it, you find out you know what this computer is, what happened to the people, the whole civilization who built this computer and lived on this planet. You find out you know where they went, what happened to them, and it's really it's really interesting. It's quite an eerie ending. Um, but I, I reckon it's probably only a couple of quid on itch or something now, so I think that's worth a shout if you have like a few hours to burn on a alien language mystery. Yeah, I do. Yeah, definitely do. Always. That sounds great. I love stuff like that. Like how the French word for potato actually translates into English as like <laughs> apple apple of the gro- ground. like Apple of the earth, yeah. That'll do. <laughs> well, like, do you know, um, yeah, you know the Welsh word for microwave? No. It's uh, popty ping, because the word for oven is popty. The old Welsh word for oven is pop tea, and a microwave is an oven that goes, goes ping. ping. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. I've told you before, I think, off the podcast, I've told you about how the Irish decided on the term for escalator in Irish. No. Um, basically, the escalator was invented, and the Irish language, people who used the Irish language, started using it as a loan word, basically saying escalator. But the bodies who were in charge of kind of standardizing and making the language, it's one thing. 
said Escalator is far too close to English. We don't like the English, so we're <laughs> going to make our own word. And they came up with this uh, like word styrabio, which literally translated means living stairs. <gasps> <laughs> which is an excellent way to describe Escalator. Sounds like they're haunted. Yes, there's something quite dark soulsy about that. Yeah, yeah or Harry Pottery, you know. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so Zethians full of like little word kind of word games like that, and they all make sense in their own way whenever you figure them out. What about uh, Tacoma? I had that written down too. Oh. Yeah. I think I think Tacoma's quite a good space detective game, even though it doesn't ask much of you. I think the actual process of kind of collecting information and cross-referencing what you hear in the holograms. It, it actually fit, it, feel, it feels quite close to Oprah Din. Oprah Din is sort of her story meets Tacoma in a way. Um, but, I, and, I, and it was quite mysterious, you know, because everyone's absent from the ship. It's a bit of a mystery about what's, go- you know, what's going on there. I, I thought that was quite a, a good sort of space detective thing. Yeah, I really loved Tacoma. I think it was better than Gone Home, which I don't yeah. know if that's a, I don't know if I, that's a, what most people think, but I'm sure it's fifty fifty. Yeah, I felt it was. Yeah, I I preferred it purely because I, I felt the the way it conveyed information with the holograms, like within the fiction, made a lot more sense to me than a family that left all its dirty laundry out in letters across dining room tables <laughs> and sort of like, I'm having an affair. And by the way, it's on the kitchen work table yeah. and here's like an illicit love letter and, you know, I'm going to frame it and pin it on the wall next to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, I, just, I, I, I always found it, it felt very um, sort of, uh, sort of uh, I don't like, know, fake to me. It didn't, fit, didn't feel real. But, and in a way, mad holograms in space makes a lot more sense. <laughs> So you feel like, yeah, the holograms are more plausible in the setting than uh, a hidden painting in the basement is in Gone Home or whatever. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I I feel you. I feel you. Firewatch is another one I've written down. um, Yeah, me too. For its mystery. There's a big mystery going on there. What I didn't like about Firewatch is the, the same thing I didn't really get on with with Gone Home, which is the whole... Uh, is it a red herring or is it a, a, a trope subversion? We don't know. Thing which um, I just don't like. <laughs> I just, just rather than pick a thing and go with it. Mm. Firewatch. They're both at the end. They're both quite. I thought aren't they both quite clear what they're going for? Firewatch has a whole. Um. So for anyone who hasn't played Firewatch, it's you are a Firewatch attendant. I don't know, is that what they're called? A lookout. You're a lookout. A firewatcher. Um, you're you're a firewatcher in a forest. Uh, in I think it's the early nineties or very late eighties. Um and your only point of your only person that you speak to is uh, another another lookout at the next tower and you talk to her, Delilah. On a on a little walkie-talkie, and you walk around the countryside in this forest, basically, um, cleaning beer cans beer cans up um, after teenagers who are messing about in the forest, and then slowly, you know, a, a mysterious stranger appears and 
is walking around and you have to try and figure out who they are and what's going on. Um, and there's a whole bunch of like stuff that just goes off the rails. Like at one point he starts your, I think it's, is it Henry, your, um, character starts openly saying to Delilah, you know, am I imagining all of this? And you're like, no, you're not. (laughs) Just get on with it, please. Yeah. And she's quite shifty as well. She's sort of a bit of a, um, unreliable kind of, she's not a narrator, but it's kind of that sort of vibe to her. Yeah. I, uh, when I played it, I accidentally had radio walkie-talkie sex with her. Really? What? Yeah, well, it was a discreet fade to black, but it, that, was in, that was what was implied was happening. And I sort of did it by accident as well, because I like encouraging romances in video games because I wanted to see, I, w- I want to see how they're done, basically. I think they're really interesting. Um, but the, it was kind of, like they were just talking and like they you know it was a nice night or something and they were getting on and stuff and um it, it progressed and then the conversation like th- i i chose the next kind of flirty thing but it came out with him being like oh, what would you do if i was here like or you with me and then she she was kind of like well i'd and then it like it it faded to black but i got the definite impression that they'd done weird halting mm. walkie-talkie phone sex Wow, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I'm not sure if I. I'm not sure if I unlocked that achievement. <laughs> yeah. We were. We ke- like... I kept things strictly professional. <laughs> of course, you did. Detective yeah. Matthew is is a professional man, and there's no smugness about him. It's like if there's no smoke, I don't want to hear from you. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the game. Um. Are there any others? Any other? Any other mysterious games or games that I, are about mystery? I quite like uh, the Dangan Romper series, which is a very Ace Attorney esque type d- detective game where you where you it's like a courtroom uh, presenting evidence or puzzle adventure. It's all sort of hyper real. It's sort of it's got this sort of vaguely battle royale ish sort of concept in that. You've got all these school kids who've been locked in this mysterious academy for gifted students. Each student is the best at something. So one of them is like, you know, the best bug collector and one of them is the best actor and one of them is the best this, that and the other. And that's how you gain access to school. But they're all going to, for whatever reason, they're all going to be murdered or they're all going to be trapped in there forever. And the only way to get out is to successfully kill one of your classmates and then um, not get found out in the subsequent trial. And you're not a killer. You're, you're one of the class who's trying to prevent everyone else, die, you know, prevent people from getting through these trials. So that, that's why it's like Ace Attorney. Each one's a murder and you're trying to do this. But it's, it's kind of crazy anime nonsense. Um, but it's just got really, really good mysteries, like the 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 actual cases and the 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 construction of the murders are, are fantastically done. I mean, it's incredibly linear. Like I said, it's the opposite of Oberdin. It's it's the you know you know you have the piece of evidence because the game gives you all the evidence you need to do every case, and you're just presenting the contradictory piece at each at each step of the way. But the actual cases are quite hard to see, you know, from the outset, you know what's going on and there are big twists and it's it's very neat i i really like it it's quite obnoxious the tone I, but it's i love that you can't stand the the 
realism breaking elements of gone home such as letters on counters but you're perfectly fine with having like a student with an explosive device attached to their whatever <laughs> yeah yeah it's fun because it's so mad i mean the whole thing as well like that their captor is like a um like this sort of small robotic bear who's <laughs> <laughs> like the head who's like the headmaster of the academy called, called, uh, the he- he's the headmaster he, he, he sort of sets himself up as a headmaster, and they're all like, "What's to do with this horrible bear?" And he's the writing on him is quite wider than Mark's. He's he's like really pervy, and he, it's all very anime. Oh he kind of like you know, he kind of gets nosebleeds whenever he looks at all the girls, and it's all a bit. It's like really, it's it's so dreadful, but it's also absolutely brilliant. And there's three of them, and I've played I've played them all, and they're they're so long as well. They're about thirty hours a piece. They just keep oh going. Oh my god! I know they're really obnoxious. It, eating of time but um they're yeah really good murders like sort of lots of impossible locked room murders um so if you're into that i i I really recommend pushing through the heinous nonsense of uh monaco in the last in the third one one of the students in there is like the ultimate murderer like that's their skill uh (laughs) So you sort of spend the whole game going, well, it's, you know, this person's going to be a problem. Because the thing they're in here is for is because they're so good at murdering other people. And there's like the ultimate detective is another student. So, yeah, it's fun. Stupid, uh, but fun. Was it one of you guys who was telling me to watch The Staircase, the Netflix TV show? Uh, it wasn't me, but I've heard uh, it's good. Might be me, yeah. <laughs> no, just because I started watching it and I thought, I'm just thinking now... It would be good if you could have a Phoenix Wright game that allowed you to be the defense attorney to try and get a murderer off <laughs> uh, by kind of perverting evidence and stuff like that and like twisting it to meet your goal or your presentation and stuff like that. That would be and just being good. like a, a really good defense attorney. Uh, yeah. That's, cause in, yeah, in Phoenix Wright, they always are. You know, you are a defence attorney, but they are always innocent people. Um, I think there's one of the cases where you where you you're sort of forced to protect someone who's not a very nice piece of work, but it's all scripted. So, no, yeah, I want be... I want a bad person or a person who you can't really believe. You know, or someone I don't know. You just, there's something just not right about the case. But you're not going to look into it too deeply because you want to kind of f- fix your well, own case. Maybe there'll be a bit of that in the the Yakuza team are making that detective game. Oh yeah, Judge the, is it called? Judge Eyes, Judging Eyes, or something. Judgey Eyes. Yeah, it is called something like Judgey Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that 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 would be. Uh, oh, I'd like that actually. Yeah, kind of reverse. Kind of, can you sort of bully your way through a case? Can you manipulate the jury by making your client, I don't know, look more homely and gentle than they actually are? Yeah, I'm surprised no one's given that a go, actually, considering, like, there's loads of TV drama about unscrupulous lawyers. You'd think that someone would have gone for that. What's that old joke um, about the the definition of chutzpah is when a lawyer... Uh, a defense lawyer for a child or like for a young man who's murdered his parents the defense lawyer gets up and says your honor i ask you to be lenient with the sentence because because if you'll remember my client is an orphan yes (laughs) (laughs) 
just doing stuff like that in a game, like trying to really like twist <laughs> twist the the legal system. Yeah. You know, in the most uh, audacious way. Like Better Call Saul, the video game, right? Yeah. So there you are, developers, get on it. Yeah, that'd be good. I tell you what's a bad mystery game. Just very quickly on the subject of defense attorneys, Go it's on. not on PC, but there was a uh, Phoenix Wright. There was a spin-off about Edgeworth, who's the prosecutor, and it it didn't just flip it and go away. Well, now you're on the prosecution side, and you're you're accusing all these dirty criminals. Like it was, it, it never went to trial. So you were just like walking around a crime scene. You'd basically be a detective, work out what happened, and then you. You could then you'd then like accuse the person of who you thought had, you know done the crime, and um, but you're a prosecutor like that's your job you're allowed to do that if you have enough evidence you can just arrest them and take them to trial but instead you'd be going up to them in like car parks and going I think you did a murder and they'd be like you know you have convinced me that I did or you'd have to argue with someone just out in a you weren't in a court place at all you're in like a restaurant. And it's like, I shouldn't have to convince this person. Like, I am a prosecutor. I'm allowed to just accuse people of crimes. But it wouldn't have that. So it'd be like, go on then, prove it. And you're like, well, yeah, I will in, in trial. Like, get in jail. Like, that's where you belong for the time being. That was rubbish, that game. I'm still cross about it all these years afterwards. can tell, yeah. Oh, that was pants. But we're lucky, because ah. that's not on PC, so. We dodged Super. a bullet. I'm glad that we managed to go this whole podcast without talking about Red Dead Redemption too. So, well, that's not a mystery, is it? No, it, it, that's why we picked mystery. Make sure we, we didn't the talk only... about it. it's the furthest from horses we can get as a theme. The only mystery is how they spent eight years making it and still had that dreadful context-sensitive conversation <sighs> system somehow made the cut. I mean, huh? Yeah, there's room. There's room for all of these takes whenever. It comes out on PC in, uh, let's see, 15 years' time. <laughs> um, okay, let's see what our readers thought about mystery games. We asked them what games do mystery well. Uh, we have a few people saying Stories Untold, which I think is a very good show. Story. Well, I've only played one of the stories untold uh, games, the Highs Abandoned, which was, I'd say, more horror than mystery, but it had a good twist, so maybe it was a bit of a mystery. A twistery. Yes. A twistery? Oh. The one uh, with the listening stations, that feels quite mystery- mysterious. Where you're ch- in house, in, in, in Stories Untold, I can't remember what it's called, but where you're like tuning into the. Oh, yeah. The, Weird frequencies, and you know, you're just sort of what's going. You can kind of you're trying to communicate with like other, aren't you? Isn't it all kind of sort of? Oh god, I wish I remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like I remember twiddling some knobs and thinking that's mysterious. <laughs> that's about it. That's my anecdote. <laughs> and in the game, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Stories untold. Thanks, Steve Erdley, and. Uh... Daniel Rory Rorig for that. Uh Jessa on Twitter has said the shapeshifting detective. Um, which is an FMV, like a live action kind of cinematic experience thing. And I believe that's Wales Interactive, um, who've done a bunch of kind of mysterious FMV things. It did um 
They did the bunker, which had one of the hobbits from The Hobbit in it. Uh, and he's the only character in it. And it's him and he's just lived alone in a, a nuclear a nuclear war bunker thing underground for like 15 years or something with like every, like literally everyone else died and it's just him and a bunch of dead bodies and, and the game is sort of figuring out what happened. So that's oh a mystery God. as well, I guess. It's so dark. Yeah, it's real dark. Uh, Who Tweeter says... Subnautica, not only are the mysteries in the plot, but also in the spooky, spooky depths. Uh yeah. Yes. I'll I'll let you I'll let yeah. you have that. It's a uh, plus one. C- uh, c- uh, certified asshole <laughs> says obligatory Alan Wake mention. While the combat gets a bit repetitive, the story keeps you hooked from start to finish. Which mm-hmm. uh I don't know if it's true because I didn't finish it. <laughs> well, it didn't keep you hooked, obviously. <laughs> no, um, like Alan Wake's still in a forest somewhere for me. I think, or maybe I did finish it. I can't really remember. But yes, it was quite mysterious. Daniel Rorig also says um, the mystery in To the Moon, uh, which I think is a good one, but also points out that the conclusions were a bit too harmless to mightiest. So, obviously wanted a bit more murder there. Uh, I'd agree um, with him about Firewatch, though. So, well, so we got a few people saying Edith Finch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it. I yeah. It's an, is that's it a mystery? Not, it's not a mystery, but it is mysterious, I suppose. Um, it's kind of a mystery remains, about what's happened to everyone. Yeah, what remains of Edith Finch is. If you haven't played it, it is very good, and it's about a family that live in a big, weird old house, uh, and they loads of them die, um, and you sort of replay how they died in kind of abstract or like artistic way. And some of them, it's fairly obvious what happened, um, and others, it's um, I guess a bit more open to interpretation. Um, but like the the first one. With like the dream sequence with the girl who's just eating everything, I was like, "What? But what happened to her? I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Daniel Muller on Facebook says he agrees with you. Alice says I like the way Sherlock, or maybe you, Matthew. I forget who said this earlier. <laughs> the way Sherlock Holmes' crimes and punishments approach the solution of mysteries. Coming to the wrong conclusions was actually implemented in the game as a possible solution. So they're happy about that too. Yes. Media Tings says Yakuza 0 had a pretty mysterious main story. Which is true. <laughs> it is, yeah. Like, who owns that tiny piece of land? That was, <laughs> uh, that was a, very, a very mysterious mystery. And you kind of play like a weird... You're almost like a detective in that game, the way you go around. Like, working out... I feel this is more up to. noir than mystery. It's like a noir detective. I guess we're talking about detective. We should have just called this the detective podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought Too it was pretty mysterious. Now. I haven't finished it, though, so I don't know how it ends again. I'd never finish anything. It's terrible. <laughs> if you still don't know what happened on the Oberdin. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I only sol- That's what I didn't mention in the review. I only solved two of 60 murders. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and then I left. I just got on the rowboat and left and was like, yeah, I'm done. I think I've seen it all. Charles says, Chess, what your opponent is planning is the realest mystery of all. That, that's cheating. He says, Chess, every week. <laughs> Whatever the question is. Does he? Oh, that's good. I like it then. Keep doing that. He missed last week, though. He didn't say it. it. Last week was Kings and Queens, and he didn't get in on the chess thing, which is... Oh, that would have been really easy as well. Come on. Come on, Charles. Pick it up. Uh, Jay on Twitter says, uh, Mysteries and visual novels have always drawn me in the most standard examples. Uh, the Nonary Games, Analog Hate Story, and uh, the Ace Attorney series. Analog Hate Story is... Yeah, there's a big old twist in that, and that goes really weird. Um, you find... Like, there are a bunch of... Um, kind of romance visual novels as well that kind of slap on uh, a mystery to kind of keep your interest between the dating, I guess. So like, um, like even Perfect Date, which was a really recent kind of one where it was just all cats. There's sort of, there's a mystery there as well. Or like um, uh, Hatterful Boyfriend, that kind of is mysterious. I mean, it's definitely mysterious in that you're the only human in a school with pigeons, so... <laughs> Dating yeah. <laughs> games are a weird genre, aren't they? Hatful yeah. boyfriend is a work of art. Hatful boyfriend is the answer to the question: Are video games art? <laughs> <laughs> Any other good answers? Any other uh, good necro- mysteries? Necro- Necronomicon. Oh no, it's not how you pronounce it. Necronomicon. Necronomicon. Necronomus Necronomician? 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 Yeah. On Twitter says the witness missed braid. Anything in that vein. Not like hard boiled detective mystery. More like, ooh, this is a bit mad, isn't it? Mystery. <laughs> that's is... that's ooh, this is a bit mad, isn't it? You saying that, that's the cold open to an episode <laughs> of your show. That's the cold open to an episode of Matthew. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my legendarily sh- catchphrase in the show Matthew <laughs> yeah you turn up and you take your sunglasses off and look at the dead body and go oh this is a bit mad isn't it and then my smug sidekick says eh, I've seen madder and I'm like <laughs> awful awful man I, I, I guess the games he means are like games that are just weird and you can't decode them very well like pathologic probably fits into that Kentucky Route Zero mm. yeah Twin Peaks we- mysteries rather than uh, solvable murder mysteries. Yeah, I didn't understand The Witness at all. I loved The Witness and I played loads of it, but I don't know what it was getting at. Like, what the island was about and why there were those weird statues and why there was a castle and a boat. Um, yeah, it was that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Anymore. Someone here has offered Spec Ops the line. I'm not reading that out. I, I, this is a, this is an obvious troll. I can't. I can't. Is that a mist- Okay. <laughs> I think they know that Spec Ops the line annoys me. Right. Why does it annoy you, Brendan? Um, because lots of people think, oh, wow, it's such a thinky shooter. God, it makes you think, yeah. But it doesn't make you think. doesn't make you think at all. It's just a kind of... <laughs> Bad Heart of Darkness. Really bad Dubai Heart of Darkness. <laughs> really? Um It's not really bad. It's it's just it's just mediocre and everyone thinks it's really clever. It's like It's, it's a seven out of ten cover shooter, isn't it? Yeah. Sure is. 
It's just that, you know, at the end of the game it goes, ooh, was that good? Did you do things good? Or were you really bad? Are you actually a bad man? It's like, yeah, that's the one thing all video games do. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, guys. So I'm sorry, DY357LX. For, for, for <laughs> weighing on your period. Someone here also suggests Bioshock Infinite. I mean, Tone. I guess. It is quite mysterious. Like, there are things where you're like, oh, I hope that's going to be explained. And then it does a relatively good job of doing it, I think. Like, I don't know. I quite like Bioshock Infinite. Well, I like Bioshock Infinite, but you're not allowed to anymore. We weren't allowed at the time. You know, it was okay. It's okay. There was a. It came out and everyone was like, "This is great," and it reviewed really well. And then there was the backlash. Well, I'm leading the backlash against the backlash. Like, yeah, obviously, I know it's a. It's a very like, yeah, libertarianism or whatever. But like, it's still a fun <laughs> game. <laughs> Come to RPS for the hottest takes. It's like <laughs> libertarianism or whatever. Well, I mean, the terrible thing about the first Bioshock is that loads of, like, Ayn Rand super fanboys play it and are like, yeah, and then, like, don't realise that the game demonstrates that that kind of worldview doesn't work, so. I like the mystery in Bioshock Infinite of where you hear one of those um, oldie, tiny versions of a modern pop song and you spend ages trying to work out what it is. That's a good mystery. Yeah. Oh, it's that, that, it took me ages to realise girls just want to have fun. On the uh, beach, was being yeah. Played. Yeah, on the beach. I stood by. Just, I stood there for so long trying to work it out. That was a good mystery. Uh, that's a very nice touch in that game. I like those songs. Yeah. Anyway, let's 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 wrap this up. We've solved the mystery of what are the good games with mister oh, that are about mysteries. We finished it. The real murderer was you, listener. Are you the valley? <laughs> Uh, thank, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we have been the Rock Paper Shotgun Electronic Wireless Show. You can email us with ideas for your own themes or topics that we can talk about. Podcast at rockpapershotgun.com is the email you want. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Rock Paper Shot. You can find Matthew and Noah and Alice on the YouTube at Rock Paper Shot. Yes. They're doing their vid stuff. And that's it. That's it. I'm done. I'm finished. (laughs) Mystery solved. Thank you both for talking mystery. Thank you for having us. Bye. Bye. Bye.